0: together at the table the podcast from integrity music where people around the world sit at their tables and talk about life in all its colors not to judge but to
1: love share listen and learn
2: whether you're rich or poor we all sit at a table and when we gather everyone has a part to play in the conversation.
0: So join us now as we share stories together at the table. table. Welcome to Together at the Table, where we gather to share stories and insights with extraordinary individuals. I'm your host, Andrew Phillips, and today we have the pleasure of introducing you to the multi-talented Stu G. Stu is a guitarist, songwriter, producer, and author, renowned uh, for his impactful career in music. He's best known uh, as the guitarist for the iconic British band, Delirious, a band that I remember fondly, a group that penned some of the most loved worship songs in modern Christendom. In 2017, Stu created the Beatitudes Project and released his book, Words from the Hill. The Beatitudes Project is an invitation to transformation inspired by the words of Jesus in Matthew 5 through stories, music, and art. Now, Stu has shared the stage with captivating lead vocalists, some great names which we'll hopefully go through together, and uh, he lives in Nashville with his wife, Karen. He's a creative spirit working in studios across Nashville and beyond, and he continually discovers fresh ways to express the profound truths he holds dear. He is passionate about sharing what he has learned over the years. Join us as we dive into the life, music, and creative spirit of Stu G on this episode of Together at the Table. Welcome, Stu G.
1: Hey, thanks, Andrew. It's really good to be with you.
0: I know that you're in sunny Nashville, and I'm in cold England. Uh, Just (laughs) because of certain logistics, we couldn't be together. We've just missed each other by a few days, but it's so great to speak to you today via the means of Zoom. Um, the podcast is based on Luke 11.37, uh, which is Jesus, when he had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him, so he went in and reclined at his table. And I'd wonder if you'd do us the the honor of inviting Jesus to our conversation now, to our virtual table, so that yeah. we can talk with him today.
1: Yeah, Jesus, come into our conversation. You're welcome into this conversation and at this table thank you for your your presence thank you for being with us help our words help our stories help them connect to folks and maybe have a unifying effect on people amen
0: amen stuji i wanted to ask you about the table you work at it's quite amazing uh, you you write songs you sing you you're an author you produce there's so many things that you do so it's a busy table that you work on just unpack your table for us a little bit
1: yeah yeah so back in the day um you know with delirious that was all encompassing and when that came to an end it, i kind of like had this moment of like oh no what am i going to do and um not long after that, I started to work with an artist called Michael W. Smith, who's a bit of a legend over here. And um, and so I, I play live with Michael W. I got a, a publishing deal, and uh, you know started to write songs with folks. I, I was part of something called One Sonic Society with a couple of other songwriters over here, and um, you know little by little just started to gather things. And I think for me. I really enjoyed my time in Delirious. It, it, it was a very creative time, but this was it. it this new kind of world was very different, um, and I wasn't like boxed into just one uh, one thing. So creatively, I could you know um, expand my borders, expand my uh, relationships and get involved in a whole host of different things. So I've played on Americana records. I've played with a band called Johnny Swim. We did some VH1 shows and, uh, so done some pop stuff and some Americana and then, but predominantly my work is in the Christian music world and I absolutely love it. Got some great relationships and friendships here. And, um, yes, I'm sitting in my studio here. So folks send me things to play on or come and we write songs together, but also, I'll go to studios all over Nashville and um, last week I was uh, uh, in real world in in Bath actually in the UK and working with my old buddy Martin Smith so you know it's very diverse Um, I think that as I've got older and longer in the tooth if you like and just had these 30 to 40 years of uh, of working in the in the music industry and what have you I I feel like I've got um, a lot to share and uh, I feel like this the, the season I'm coming into is probably a little bit more kind of, uh, perhaps a little bit more mentorship, a little bit more coaching or, or you know, I mean, not to define it like that, but you know, passing on what I've learned over the years. And, you know, some of that is to do with music and guitar playing and, you know, how to make sounds and stuff like that. But I think... Uh, a lot of it, as well, is formation and uh, the sort of spiritual side and the the sort of healthy side of life. Uh, I, I kind of mean mental health, really, not not kind of because I'm not the healthiest person in terms of uh, running and exercise and stuff like that. But you know, I'm very aware of you know the, the the pitfalls and the the things that you can get wrong on a journey as a musician. So yeah, I, I just kind of like tables broad. When I got to do the Beatitudes project, it broadened even more. Uh, When we came to look at "Blessed are the Meek, you know, I I was asking the question, who are the meek in my town? And I was having a conversation with a rabbi, a good friend of mine called Rabbi Joseph, and we kind of came up with this idea that perhaps the meek are those whose presence we ignore. In in the Beatitudes project, the, the big idea is that the blessing is not the situation you're going through, but the blessing is the presence of God in it. And then the, uh, so taking that further, it's like the invitation to be present as well. And so um, whose presence do we ignore? So in the, in the project, I, I kind of spent time with the African American community here in Franklin and the Muslim community, and you know, folks who perhaps we don't engage with on a daily basis. And it was just like, you know, tell me your story. And you, like, we talked about inviting Jesus to the table. It's like I, I got invited to some other tables that were really fascinating. And you know, I, I feel like when you hear people's stories, it helps you not to judge them right away, you know, or, or, to judge where they've come from right away, and so um, yeah, that's that's uh, been a big part of my um, expanding table. That's a beautiful outline of your life
0: uh, and, and what you do, and when you sit at these tables, the end result is something creative, like it's a song. Uh, well, it's, yeah. it's, it has also been a book, but it's yeah. very much about a creative journey. And so, do you find that when you meet with these artists uh, in their studio or their tables working together? That the experiences
1: change you and change them. Um, I mean, I can only talk for myself in some ways, but it definitely, it definitely changes me, and I, I feel like, you know, it comes from, uh, from listening, like in. And in in the Beatitudes project, we talk about what does it mean to listen. Like, what does it mean to listen? Like the uh, like the people on that hillside in the first century, there uh, listening to Jesus, and like without without tablets and iPhones and computers to make notes on, or even notepads to to. But somehow, two thousand years later, we've got these words that are still changing lives. You know, it's like, what does it mean to listen like that? And so, I think that you know the practice of listening to other people telling us their story and without the urgency to kind of jump in with my opinions or to answer something back or to challenge them you know that's a that that's been a that that's been my big learning curve in it all has been uh, can i be a good listener and um you know ultimately it changes my story mm. and when you get to these tables and the plan is to write a song or to work on a
0: project together. Yeah, uh, how do you, uh, in a sense, feel that you're writing something that's going to change people's
1: lives? Mm. Um, I feel like, well, first of all, any kind of idea in terms of a song or a story in some way is comes from our conversation. Like the first kind of twenty minutes of being together, everything comes out of that conversation. So, um, I don't know how to, you know, create something that maybe changes other people's lives, but is it changing my life? Like, what is happening on the inside of me? Am am I really paying attention to what's happening in this conversation or or in what we're creating? And, And I feel like you know you need to write things or create things that affect you because if it affects you then there's a likelihood that it will affect someone else as um I, i think that especially younger people nowadays like they know when something's not authentic and when something's not real you know and so um i think you need to pay attention to the things that really affect you and change you personally because um there's a good chance that if it affects you, then it's going to affect someone else. And someone, you know, other people can see that it's real and it's authentic.
0: This is a difficult question to answer, but I want to ask it anyway. Yeah, You've written so many beautiful songs, but is there one that always gets you, that always has something that you go, oh, wow, that was a moment for me?
1: Yeah, there's a couple. Um, uh, Going back to Delirious, um, and I think this, you know, I look back on those times with great kind of sentimentality, to be honest. Um, so I think these are always going to be the, the, the ones that have impacted me the most. But there was a song called Majesty that, uh, that I started writing and, and Martin helped me with that. And we, we worked on it together. But uh, that's kind of a special song that, that came out of a moment of like feeling... A little bit, kind of jaded, and then in my kind of, I, I, this is going to sound a bit twee, I guess, but you know, I I was really earnest in my uh, in my prayer of like, you know, I, I really want to change, I really want yeah, you know, I really want this to be different, and it felt like royalty entered the room as I had my eyes closed and and I was praying, and that song was kind of birthed out of that moment, and then the other song uh, it was a song called investigate, which came from one of my favorite Psalms, 139. Um, the, 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 lyric simply says, investigate my life and make me clean shine upon the darkest place in me. And then, um, so it's very kind of introspective, but the music, um, uh, w- was really expressive and, um, we used to finish each show with this and, uh, you know, big guitar solo at the end. And I'll never forget one night we were playing at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, and, uh, which is an outdoor venue, um, kind of an amphitheater. And we were playing it and, the, you know, the stars were twinkling and the sound was awesome. And um, I'll never forget that moment. Thank you. Thank you for sharing.
0: Can I move to your family table? yeah what's that like for you how important is your family table and and, and we're looking backwards too like when you grew up with your yeah. parents and now the family table you've established yourself and so on tell us yeah. about the family table and the things that mattered to you at that table
1: yeah you know when i was a kid and i think as with any kid you're kind of uh sitting at the table having dinner and you you, you know you scoff the bits that you like and then you just want to get off and Play or watch TV or something and and it's like you you know my parents were like, no we, we need to wait until we're all finished and I think that that kind of drummed into me this thing of uh marking sort of moments of the day together with conversation around the the dinner or the lunch table, whatever that that might be and so as we uh you know grow, grew up and uh, met my wife and we got married um even when uh, through the delirious years when our children were really tiny uh we always made a point of sitting together and having a meal together at the table and yeah i mean that's the point of it i guess you know we 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 made that really an important thing and so um now as our kids have grown up and they uh we had two daughters and they're both married now and both the the husbands they love being around our house we have a great time at Christmas and Thanksgiving and, you know, whatever, whatever excuse we have to get together and, uh, with the grandchildren and everyone and, um, and be together. We absolutely love it. My wife, Karen is an amazing host and incredible cook. And, uh, uh, so we, we really do love, you know, getting together and a chance to, uh, to celebrate family and, and being around the table together.
0: And in, that moment that table uh, when you are together how what are some of the things that you do as far as in sharing with each other and gratitude for food and blessings and with each other how, how do you go about that together as a family
1: well i mean there's always a lot of gratitude because karen is such a great uh, a great cook and uh, and so um that the gratitude part of it comes very easily and um we love to uh, cr- try and create an environment where um people feel very comfortable and so our kids and and their husbands and you know they can sort of help themselves to anything and you know nothing is really off limits in terms of conversation and and stuff like that you know there's lots of uh uh i mean you know as a, as a dad and i know this is the same for Karen too we are so for them you know that um, so a lot of our conversations is, is about encouragement and you know telling them what we're up to and including them in our stories as well Jesus often dined with various individuals
0: including those that were marginalized you know kind of people that nobody wanted to sit with and yeah. um, I wonder in your life if you've had moments where you've you've eaten with those that others wouldn't want to be with or you've made yeah. a, your table open to those that nobody wants to be with
1: yeah so i I think just going back to the beatitudes project there was some moments like that you know I, I think you know coming from the uk for me is uh it was a real eye-opener moving to the south here in america and you know i wouldn't presume to sort of try and uh Try and kind of, you know, say things to correct people's attitudes or anything like that, And because mine, you know, mine might be wrong as well. But uh, I think that, you know, with the Beatitudes Project and the Blessed Other Meek, um, who are the meek in our town, like who are the, the presence that we ignore? You know, I had some of my favourite times with that were with my Muslim friend. Um, who owns a restaurant. I mean, that was some of the best food and some of the best conversation I've ever had. You know, hearing his story about being in America post 9-11 and things completely changing for him overnight in terms of threats and what have you. So so that was interesting. And um, having meals with my black friends that I made from a church called First Missionary Baptist Church and hearing their stories about growing up in the projects in franklin where on main street there's these antebellum mansions that are like million dollar mansions and then right behind their yards is like projects and social housing and stuff like an extreme poverty you know so you go from one one street to the other and it's like There's plenty here. And then over here, there's like the school districts are actually sending the kids home with food because they're so poor. You know, so uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, trying to tell those stories without kind of casting judgment on anyone. um, But uh, this is what it's like. So I guess that those are the uh, sort of examples of uh, and people can like watch that, that. We made a film at thebeatitudesproject.com. And uh, so you, you, you can go and see that film and, and and I tell stories there. But also, in terms of, you know, they're, they're quite big, kind of hot topics, culture wars type conversations. But, you know, I also just want to encourage people that like th- those whose presence we perhaps ignore and, 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 and don't have at our table that often, like might be the elderly person down the street, folks who we literally pass in the street who we don't even notice. Together at
2: the table. This is my father's world. Check out the latest from Mission House, Family Nights, All Your Heart, Volume 1, available wherever you stream music. Family Nights, Volume 1, All Your Heart from Mission House, available now wherever you stream music. Together at
0: the table. Hi, Andrew Phillips here. We've put together a resource for you to take your podcast experience to the next level. You can now bring the heartwarming conversations from our podcast to your very own table. Introducing the Together at the Table PDF Listening Guide. This guide provides a deeper insight into our series and offers you the chance to host your very own Together at the Table gathering. Inside, you'll find all the thought-provoking questions we discuss in every episode. Use these questions to create meaningful conversations with your friends and family, just as we do on the podcast. It's a great way to connect and grow together. Download your copy now by going to integritymusic.com forward slash together at the table. We'd love you to share your responses with us. What insights did you gain and what conversations were sparked around your table? We've set up a voicemail so you can get in touch and tell us about your stories from your table. Call one 96 table That's one 968 2253 We look forward to sharing your stories and thoughts on a future episode. Thank you for being part of this beautiful community.
2: Together
0: at the Table Stoogie, with that international aspect of your life, so like you've worked around the world, but you've lived in the UK and now you live in Nashville. So you, you've seen a lot of the world and it would be fair to say that the world doesn't really get to the table together too much, does it?
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the idea of unity and like thinking about what unites us, like that's not very much on our minds nowadays. It's all about who we disagree with. And so, um, so I'd love to encourage folks to, to think about that like what actually unites us and perhaps if you know I I have friends so in America you know I mean I hate to kind of like talk about it like this but you know you've got progressives and you've got conservatives and you know near the twain shall meet kind of thing and you know for my progressive friends I'll often tell the story of back in the day I used to go and lead worship at a church called Mars Hill in Uh, in Grand Rapids and the pastor was Rob Bell at the time and uh, he used to encourage me like by saying but he literally kind of used your language he was saying um, you know Stu you're really happy talking to your rabbi and talking to your Muslim friends and, and people who agree with you on different things but he said you have to welcome those that you don't agree with to your table as well you know and he said, "You have to welcome everyone to the table, you know." And I've never forgotten that. And so, like for my progressive friends, I would say, you know, who are the the folks on the uh, that that perhaps will think something different to you that you are engaging with and learning from and listening to, because everyone's got a got a story and everyone's got a background um, to how ha- how we turn out like we do you know and what why we think what we do and then you know to my more conservative friends I, w- I would say who are you listening to on the uh on the progressive end of things that perhaps that you don't agree with but like you're learning from because I think it's really important to understand why people become who they are you know everyone has a story you know and uh so you know I'm not an expert at this it's just something that You know, I I hate conflict, so I'm kind of like always looking for a way to kind of understand someone.
0: And again, the scripture that we're basing this whole podcast on is about a Pharisee who knows it all, who, you know, is believed to know it all and has all the answers, but invites Jesus to his table. And Jesus came and reclined. And I, I love the simplicity of that. The invitation yeah. is simple. It was taken up by Jesus, yeah. and they sat together. And I think that's the point we're we're making today.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I, I think even you know, looking at Jesus, you know, he 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 often had a lot to say to the Pharisees, you know, and um, but it wasn't because they were Pharisees. Like it wasn't because that they were teachers of the law and that they knew so much about theology and they knew so much about what was right, it was more that it was the attitude that people had and the pride that they were showing. And, um, you know, they, they were proud of their rightness, if you like. And, you know, I have to make sure that I'm, uh, that, that I'm aware of that in myself as well. You know, um, you know pride, as uh, I think C.S. Lewis said, is the, is the greatest sin of all what what
0: do people say about you when you leave the table or what would you like them to say about you when
1: you leave the table i mean obviously i i'd, I'd like to be liked and loved and uh uh i think that um i think i'd like to be remembered like when i leave a conversation for helping to uh, to make people think and take their take their thoughts or their knowledge a bit further Um, In Delirious, you know, whether we knew it or not, in in some ways, we were pioneers, you know, and uh, uh, certainly within music that is used for worship uh, in the Christian context. And so, you know, I I, I do want to kind of enhance a creative spirit or a pioneering spirit in people. And so uh, I hope that that's what I leave folks with.
0: If you could leave something at the table... Maybe something as a gift, or maybe something you don't want anymore. <laughs> but if you right. could leave it on the table today, what would it be?
1: Honesty. You know, I I think uh, I've got a friend called Jim McNeish, and he's a, a, an amazing psychologist and, and uh, teacher. And he talks about um, Carl Jung and how... Carl Jung said that, um, you know, he talks about shadow and, uh, and true self and false self and things like that. But Carl Jung said that 90% of the shadow, which is like the things that we shove down, that we, um, uh, things that we regret, you know, and things that um, we're ashamed of. He says that 90% of the shadow is pure gold. And so if I can leave on the table, an experience I've seen the real Stoogie, Then uh, I think that would be helpful. I, I think that was I would I would like that. I mean, in all
0: the tables that you sat at, whether that be work, whether that be family, in all of time, is there any moment that you can recall at a table where it was just amazing, or it changed your life, or something happened that you can't forget?
1: Yeah, so one one story in particular was uh, it's going to sound quite glamorous, but we were in India and uh, it was back in It was back in the delirious days, and uh, Martin and his wife and family, and me and Karen and, and our family, we went a week earlier than any of the work that we were going to be doing, and we went to spend some time in India and kind of share with 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 our families, you know, why we loved India so much. And I remember sitting in a hotel and being introduced to this guy who um, I found out was a Jewish rabbi. And we were sitting at that table and I went, oh, really? I said, oh, I'm just, I've am just i just read a book by Rabbi Lawrence Kushner called Jewish Spirituality, A Brief Introduction for Christians. A big title, right? But uh, And he went, oh, Larry, he's one of my best friends. And... Um, you know, like we were in in India, in Hyderabad in India, around a lunch table, and I think that lunch took three hours that day. And um, just being able to chat with this guy and um, and learn about his work at the time, he was him and his wife were had just raised. or something to help with an AIDS orphanage in uh, just outside of Hyderabad. And so uh, a phenomenal conversation that did change my life. It it kind of, you know, was one of the things that sent me into um, the Beatitudes project.
0: Yeah. If you could sit at the table with anybody who's sadly might have passed on or is around now or, and sit with them at that table, who would that be and why?
1: Uh, I've never really thought about this. So I've had like two or three experiences in my life where it's been like hitting a brick wall and uh, like in a positive way, like being confronted with something. And then it's, it's made me turn around and do something else. The first was hearing queen life killers for the first time. So, um, if I could sit down at the table with Freddie Mercury or Brian May, uh, Brian May in particular, I guess, I mean, and he's still alive because, um, that hearing the f- opening chords of that record, Queen Live Killers made me want to play the guitar. And I ended up selling the drum kit and, um, and getting a guitar. My dad took me to Whitmore's music on Norwich road in England, in Ipswich. And, uh, we bought my first guitar and practice amp and that was it. I was on my way. So, uh, Brian May, I guess, or Freddie, like that would be incredible. And then, um, the second time that happened was hearing the bends by Radiohead, And, um, that kind of changed my outlook on music as well. And, uh, made me want to sound a certain way. And so, um, so maybe Johnny Greenwood. I'd love to sit down with him. I think he's an incredible musician. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do that for starters. Someone that's passed away, as, as, apart from Freddie, is David Bowie. Like I was a big Bowie fan. I'd love to sit down with him. I mean, these are all kind of like musician uh, guys, but um, that's that's all I can think of right now, top of my head. Oh, they're wonderful, and
0: and I've met all all of them, and I've had the wow. chance
1: to be with them for one-on-one chats.
0: Yeah, uh, as well. And so I share your enthusiasm for that conversation because oh, that's great. they truly are amazing people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were very giving at their tables as well. They loved what they were doing and yeah. they cared about what they were doing. And that music really did portray that. I, I want to move to the question. It's one of the big questions of this podcast, which is that if you sat with Jesus, Stoogie, You sat with him, literally, and you had a conversation with Jesus. Yeah. What would you say?
1: Um, I have thought about this, and I have a sense that I think the questions that I would want to ask without being in his presence or without him being there would be ones that were quite anxiety-filled. But, uh, you know... (laughs) <laughs> like, am I doing okay? You know, that that kind of thing, right? Um, and, uh, you know, will he look after my family and stuff like that? You know, my dad's not well right now, right? So I'd be like, oh, you know, would you heal my dad? But um, I have a feeling that if I was sitting in the physical presence of Jesus, that even just him looking at me would take all that stuff away i think that we would know the goodness and kindness and um i don't know whether i would ask him like oh you know uh what music do you like you know what what have you enjoyed in the last you know in my lifetime you know <laughs> i don't know i um but I, I think that you know my my gut reaction to is is to ask for things or to kind of like want some kind of like some kind of salve on my self-doubt you know but i think that in his presence it would be completely different like maybe it would be thank you uh thank you for this life you know um thank you for my family um You know, thank you for the experiences that we have. You know, I can be quite anxious about the future and about uh, jobs and earning money, and you know, because it's still a hassle. Forty years, uh, it's still a hustle. I mean, not hassle. It's it's a hustle. Forty years in, you know, to make a living as a musician. And um, but I think that in if I was to sit down with Jesus in a physical way, I think all those would kind of like disappear with one gaze. Yeah.
0: And what would you hope that he would say to you?
1: I I I don't know. I mean it's kind of all I'm just kind of making stuff up now but um you know I hope that he would say look what we've done together. Like hasn't this been fun? You know. I am very grateful for everything I've been a part of, you know, and uh so I hope that he'd he'd have he'd be enjoying that as well.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful thought. You've written songs that, that he's probably sung.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, that is a thought, isn't it? I haven't ever thought that.
0: <laughs> what would you say to people who are listening to this podcast uh, today, and they are undecided about getting to that table of discussion with Jesus for, for, for various reasons? Could be many reasons. Could be they've had a tough life, maybe a bad example. Of Jesus, whatever, a whole lot of things. Yeah, what, what would you say to them about the table? And in your life, you've been there. So, how would you encourage people now?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, faith is hard. You know, like believing in something that perhaps you can't see is uh, is very difficult. Like, um, you know, a scientific brain. Makes it hard to kind of even contemplate, you know, God that you can't see. I mean, I, I perhaps would um, just say, look, in my experience, there's been times when, you know, I've hit hard times or rock bottom or, or whatever it is, and I've experienced the goodness of God help me through something, you know, some things that perhaps you can't explain. Connections that have been made that uh, that feel like divine intervention, and maybe everyone would, maybe someone would just say, "Well, yeah, but that was just lucky or whatever." And I'm, but you know, I would say, i just take a moment to ponder the the things that perhaps you can't explain in your story, and uh, and maybe um, you know the times when you you experience something that is you have an awareness that it's bigger than you so perhaps it's like you know seeing the supermoon or you know standing on a mountain in switzerland and looking out or um you know a conversation with a close friend that lasts for hours and uh it's almost like you don't know where the time went and like the the uh the idea of like just being connected to something that's bigger than you and maybe that something is a someone like let's just think about that for a moment you know I would try and encourage folks to do that.
0: Stu G, thank you so much for being together on the table
1: today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I enjoyed the conversation.
2: Together at the Table. Together at the Table is an Integrity Music podcast and hosted by Andrew Phillips. The show is produced by Lasting Media Group. Our executive producers are Andrew Phillips and Jason B. Jones. Special thanks to Callie Argent, Bruno Balduino, Olivia Buchanan, Madison France, Alicia St. gillet Robbie Moore, Matt Lott, Noah Newman, and John Schneck. Our theme music is Good God Lo-Fi Version by Special Music from their upcoming album, Still Worship, Lo-Fi, Volume 2. To listen to more lo-fi and Christian instrumental music, search for Still Worship wherever you listen to music. To learn more about Together at the Table, as well as Integrity Music, visit integritymusic.com. And to get more involved with the show, follow us on socials at Together Table Pod. We've also set up a voicemail at 1-607-96-TABLE. That's 1-607-968-2253. If you have comments or questions or you'd like to be a part of the show, please call and leave a message. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps keep Together at the Table on the charts where people can find our show. Thank you once again for being with us Together at the Table.